deal with sickness, illness, and disease when we're on the spiritual path. There's this popular myth in many spiritual circles that the cause of an unhealthy body is our thoughts and our beliefs. But in this episode of the Karmic Warrior podcast, I'm going to dismantle some of the most common myths about health and healing on the spiritual path. So please do stay tuned. Hey there, yogis and karmic warriors. Welcome to the Karmic Warrior podcast, where we talk about living an extraordinary life by practicing the time-proven and tested teachings of yoga wisdom traditions. I am your host, Lisa Ingalls-Witter. I'm a psycho-spiritual counselor, meditation teacher, and creator of the Karmic Warrior Oracle Deck. Now, the goal of this podcast is super simple. It's just to make it easier than ever before for anyone to find happiness and fulfillment in their everyday life by using wisdom teachings that have already been passed down for millennia and to occasionally dispel some popular myths like we're gonna do today, especially in the new age spirituality world, which tend to hold us back without our even knowing. Now, before we dive in, I want to be sure that you subscribe to this podcast here on YouTube and anywhere where you can find podcasts. Also, be sure to hop on over to my website and grab my free ebook called Karma Demystified, which answers the question that so many of my students and clients have when they first come to me, which is, hey, Lisa, why do I keep getting handed this one lesson in life even though I've spent years doing the work already. Um, I put the link to that in this description below, so let's go ahead and dive in. So once again, welcome everyone, and thank you for joining me in the Karmic Warrior podcast. Today what I wanna talk about is something that's been coming up, it seems like in my conversations with clients, but also um, with just people that I've been talking to, and that is this idea that I, I talked about before, that there's this myth on the spiritual path around the body and healing the body. What happens is, or has been happening, it seems like, is that I see a lot of spiritual seekers getting trapped in this idea that illness and disease is 100% caused by our thoughts. So I just want you to, for a moment, notice if that is true for you, this idea really became popular maybe a couple decades ago or maybe more um, with the advent of books like, of course, there's Louise Hayes' Heal Your Body, which I think was like the preeminent book, the book that sort of put everybody on this path of your thoughts uh, affect your body. Then we had... Um, you know, one of my favorite books that I read early on was Carolyn Miss's Anatomy of the Spirit. Of course, many of you probably have Bruce Lipton's Biology of Belief or even Greg Braden's The Spontaneous Healing of Belief. And all of these books relate the healing of the body to our thoughts and our beliefs. Um, but there was also the emergence, of course, of teachers like Esther Hicks and um, her channeled teachings from Abraham 
and then the teachings of the law of attraction, which have become so big over the uh, past couple decades. So while I have read all of these books that I just mentioned, and there some of them are here on this bookcase, <laughs> right? Um, and I even do myself agree to some extent with some of the teachings. I believe that we've sort of hit this danger point. We've hit a danger point because I see so many people, so many spiritual seekers going all in on this idea that your thoughts, uh, you know, 100% uh, make your body ill or make your body healthy. And then they throw out all other causes of illness and disease. You know what I mean? It becomes this form of magical thinking that our thoughts create our reality and that we're 100% responsible for what we're experiencing in life. I know you all, if you follow me, you've heard me talk about this before, but I really want to dig into this from in the context of our body and our health. Now, this line of thinking really does become a form of fundamentalism when it fails to see that our thoughts while they do affect our health and our well-being, they aren't the sole cause of our health and our well-being. And I really, really want you to get that. That our, while our thoughts do affect and our beliefs do affect our health and well-being, they are not the sole cause of our health and our well-being. Even Bruce Lipton says in his book, Biology of Belief, that in addition to our thoughts, we need to recognize that toxins and trauma affect our biology and affect our body. In other words, there can be external causes to our illness and our disease. One thing that I see happen quite often to spiritual seekers who have latched on to this line of thinking is that they blame themselves for their illness. You know, they think, I must have created this illness. And then they go searching for or digging for hidden beliefs or hidden blocks. They, they try doing uh, positive thinking and writing affirmations and they still suffer from the pain and illness in the body. It might be interesting, I think, for you to know that some of the most enlightened masters of our time and, and of ancient times have suffered from illness and, and cancer even. Let me just mention a couple here. Sri Ramakrishna in the late 1800s, a, a you know, well-known enlightened master died from throat, uh, throat cancer, even though he was a realized being. Vivekananda, who brought yoga to the West, he suddenly died at 39 from a brain hemorrhage. Now, it's said in writings that he wasn't really all that healthy and he wasn't all that much into doing physical exercise, right? My guru, Paramahansa Yogananda himself died of a heart attack, right? More modern mystics that you might might have heard of or might be aware of. Um, uh, Byron Katie, who has her own form of, of direct path, uh, sort of teachings, right, with 
the work. She, she's known to have suffered from blindness or does, you know, has blindness. Um, more recently, a wonderful, very awakened spiritual teacher, Adyashanti, uh, has recently been dealing with his own type of physical ailments and sickness. He's been very sick with, you know, for some amount of time, it was sort of mysterious what was going on. Why was he sick? And I heard indirectly that he finally discovered it was due to the deodorant, whatever the chemicals in the deodorant he was using. But regardless, and even if we can look at some of the popular law of attraction experts. I'm not going to name any names, but several of these experts who were even in the, the movie, The Secret, themselves subsequently fell ill with cancer or other types of illnesses and you know, put on this facade that it's, oh, they're thinking and, and their beliefs that change their illness. But behind the public curtain, they were paying all this money to medical doctors, Western doctors to get healed. And then even one of them died from cancer. So I just want to point this out because ideas that if you're evolved spiritually you're not going to get sick or if you get sick that you should be able to heal yourself through alternative means like working with your chakras or the energy body eventually lead to disappointment and despair and suffering when they don't pan out in the long run so this, my friends, is what in yoga wisdom tradition is referred to as ignorance. Not ignorance in the sense that you're stupid um, and you don't know anything or that you have an, a low IQ or something like that, but ignorance in the sense that you have a misunderstanding of the true nature of reality and the true nature of yourself. When you look underneath this desire to have a healthy body, which in itself is not a bad thing. I mean, hey, I majored in college in exercise physiology and kinesiology. I spent the, the first half of my life dedicated to health and well-being. And I, I worked in that field right so so i i don't have anything against this desire to have a healthy body i am all for it but oftentimes underneath that desire to have a healthy body there is this thought or belief that i should have a healthy body so what happens is that when there's pain or illness there is an aversion to that pain or that illness because of the underlying story that we're telling ourselves that my body should be healthy. It should be pain-free. And there's this attachment on the other side of it, right? There's this aversion to, to not having the pain, but then there's this attachment to being healthy and being pain-free or attaining health. Now, there are two things that in my opinion, 99% of people um, get stuck in or that, that get people stuck in this never-ending loop of frustration and disappointment around their body and their health. Number one is 
not acknowledging the inconvenient and inevitable truth that the body is impermanent. It's going to get old and it's going to die. Your body will get sick. Your body will incur injury and disease. Your body will get old. Your body will die. Hello. (laughs) When you fail to acknowledge this truth, you are deluding yourself. When you think that the body should be healthy and pain-free, you are actually setting yourself up for disappointment when it isn't healthy and pain-free. So if we go back to, for those of you that are familiar with the work of Byron Katie and one of her lines of inquiry, is it true? Right? So we could put in this, the, we could ask the question, is it true that my body should be healthy and pain-free. Well, if what you're experiencing right now is pain and illness, then that is what you should be experiencing. Otherwise, you wouldn't be experiencing that. And I'm not saying this from a, a, a place of blame or shame at all. It's just looking at what is I think Byron Katie she says that that really beautifully you know being I forget her saying I'm being with what is right being with what is and accepting what is not having any shoulds that it should look one way or another the truth is we can all verify this truth every single one of us can verify this truth that the body is impermanent it will incur pain it will incur illness to a a greater or a lesser degree. Now, healthy habits, of course, can help eating right, getting the proper amount of exercise and sleep and getting some rest and recovery. All those things are, are very good. But also, going to the doctor can help, right? And being discerning about what is causing your pain and illness. A lot of people I see in spiritual circles, they they have become so like fundamentalist in their thinking around their health and well-being that they completely shun Western medicine and think that it's evil and bad and won't go. And I'm only going to see my Reiki practitioner. I'm only going to see my medical intuitive. I'm only going to work with my chakras. Well, This in itself is a form of fundamentalism. It's no better than the person who's on the flip side of the coin and says, oh, all of that Reiki is quackery and there is no such thing as an energy body. There's no difference between the two. They're both extremes, right? So we need to be discerning about what is causing our pain and illness. Yes, absolutely it might be your thoughts and your beliefs, but it could also be external factors out of your control. Toxins in your environment and foods, you know, toxins in your foods, things that you're not aware of, that you don't learn of until a later time. Could also be because of traumatic events that were completely out of your control. War, genocide, um, mass shootings, hello, Um, That's going on every day, it seems like, in the U.S. at least. Um, 
accidents. My husband, uh, several years ago, was hit on his bicycle and broke his neck and back and um, his leg, right? And he has incurred a lot of, of pain in his body because of that accident. We need, we can't discount these things as, oh, I just need to look at my belief around it. There are, there are external factors around it, right? So I wanted to address that, but then there's this other thing as well and um, that we need to look at in this discussion, and that is the relationship that you have with your body or the nature of your relationship to your body. Most people, again, 99% of people, because we have been um, indoctrinated in this way, it is a part of our social structure, it's a part of our culture, we have become identified with our bodies. I think we all conceptually know I'm not my body. You could do this thought, if you're a student of mine, you've done this thought experiment with me, it's really easy. If you were to, God forbid, lose a part of your body right now, lose a leg, an arm, lose even lose your hearing or your sight, would you, the essence of who you are, still be you? We can all agree that, yeah, just because I lose a limb or lose one of my senses, the essence of who I am has, has remained unchanged. And that's a really, really easy thought experiment. Um, you know, we could go much deeper into this, but m the point is that we become so over-identified with our body. And when we're identified with our body, it expresses itself in statements like, oh, my aching back or my aching neck or all of these wrinkles that I have, my fat stomach, um, even when we're talking about illness and disease, my cancer, right? Or my bad heart. We identify ourselves with our body and this identification with the body causes a lot of suffering because when your experience of the body isn't what you think it should be, you feel frustrated and you feel broken. So this is a really, really big problem in this whole discussion of, of health and healing. This piece of being over-identified with the body, thinking that I am the body, not recognizing that the essence of who you are is not the body, that the body will get old, it will die, but the essence of who you are doesn't get old and it doesn't die. In fact, the essence of who you are has no, no race, no religion, no gender. None of that. Now, this is that that discussion in itself. We can we can sort of just bracket that and go into that in a different episode. But I just want to point that out. You are not your body. If you're over identified with your body, it's going to create some issues for you. Now, closely related to this exact thing, your relation, the nature of your relationship with your body is 
the nature of your relationship to the pain you're experiencing in the body or the nature of your relationship to illness or sickness. Not many people think about this or take the time, hmm, what is the nature of my relationship to this pain that I'm experiencing in my body? What is the nature of the relationship to this disease that I just found out that I have or that I've been dealing with for the last, whatever, months or years? If the nature of your relationship is one of aversion, I need to get rid of it, or the nature of your relationship is this pain is bad, you know, any of those types of things, that type of relationship is actually going to perpetuate the frustration and despair that you're experiencing. The, the, the antidote to that then is to, instead of relating to the pain as in terms of thoughts or beliefs that you have about the pain, have a direct experience of it. Move into the direct experience of the pain with curiosity. Now, this takes a lot of courage. Most of us have a hard time going there. We're afraid to go there. But if we could instead relate to the pain as a sensation that we're experiencing, it changes things quite a bit. If we could move into the illness or the disease as an experience or a circumstance that we're experiencing as opposed to something that is bad, or shouldn't be, it opens us up to a new way of being. It opens us up to a new way of relating to the nature of things as they really are. It allows us to move into a more mature, a more spiritually mature relationship with the self and with reality, right? So I I won't go too much into this, but what I do want to say is that if this is something that you're struggling with right now, then it is important that you have a spiritual practice that addresses this. So you can check out any of the the meditations, free meditations that I have on YouTube, Um, lots of meditations that you can listen to. You can always join me over in Insight Timer, um, where I do almost always every week live meditations for free as well um, to address these issues. These are just some of the resources that I can give you um, that I hope that you will take advantage of. And I'd really love to hear um, your thoughts about pain and, and the body and healing your body and and this experience of the body as part of your spiritual journey. I'd love to see your comments, hear your comments below. Please do leave them. I always return or get back to those comments and respond 
back and please do let me know if you enjoyed this podcast. Give me a thumbs up, um, like this podcast, um, rate it if you're listening to it on iTunes. I really appreciate those ratings and those reviews. Thank you so much for joining me today. Take care, stay safe, stay healthy, and namaste. Thank <laughs> you.